And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. What? Expository Thursday as we work together to know the letter better into the book of Acts we travel to understand the things the Lord requires of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First thought of the day here. Have you ever thought that some Christians could be troublemakers? <laughs> yeah, I really said that. Can some Christians be troublemakers? Yes, they can. Today, we review a subtle tongue-in-cheek moment in the book of Acts. After the great human destroyer becomes the great human builder. After Saul's conversion, his preaching, his arrival in Jerusalem, and his additional preaching, God gives the church a break. How? He directs Saul back to Tarsus. And the church has a nice little siesta. But of course, this applies to our turmoil. After a while, it will be a chill down time. Listen to what I'm going to say here. Okay? 1 Peter 5.10 states, In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus, so that after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. That's the promise of God, right? And then finally, what we what often happens during times of peace, just kind of a quickie here. What happens when there's peace, when everything's like calm? You know what happens? A lot of building happens. Like, oh, we got nothing, got everything. Let's build. It's building time. Building stuff, personally, professionally, and spiritually. When peace came to the church, it grew in different directions and ways after some extremely turbulent times. How does that happen? Because God is the real gardener. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, wow, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oyve, so much more. Just so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? You can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. We got emails yesterday on some of our trivia questions. You're welcome to email us, not a problem. You can also text us during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. You can also call us during the show, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that phone call, you will end up talking to Dynamite. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. 
All right, let's just tell you exactly like what this is like when you talk to Dynamite D. Ready? Ready? It's like not family movie night, family game night, the first game, and you win. <laughs> winner, winner, I won. Ding, ding. <laughs> All right, bottom line, maybe you have a praise report, maybe you have a prayer request. You've got a praise report, share it. Just go, I don't know how I can share it. You call up. I promise you the Lord will help you. Okay, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If you've got a, a prayer request, let's join our faith. You notice one of the things in our show, we do a lot of praying. You might be thinking, you guys do a lot of praying. You know what didn't happen in the early church? You know how every church goes around, they go, we want to be just like the early church. How many, how many thousands of churches have said this? We want to be just like the early church. We want to be just like the early church. Do you know what the early church never did? They never opened service with the 32nd prayer, ever. They prayed for an hour to start. I'd like to see how well the mass media people would do if somebody opened up and said, we're going to be like the early or the New Testament church. Let's open up with prayer. In 15 minutes, they're still praying. <laughs> people would be bailing left and right. Yeah, well, it makes you think, doesn't it? So we do a lot of praying. Why? Because we're supposed to, right? We're supposed to, you know, pray always. Okay, rejoice forever. Pray always. That's part of it. All right, let's do it. Doing the best we can in that. So that's why we do that. And we like to do it. We like praying for one another. We like it when people get healed, when people get touched, when people's situations change. We love it because it encourages us for our stuff. You see what I'm saying? So it's important for us to kind of get into that sync, get into that understanding. If you want to reach out to us with a praise report, with a prayer request, with something that's on your heart and mind, just something you're going through, you're welcome to. We'll get you through it. It won't be the worst thing that ever happened, I promise you, uh, as far as I can tell. Uh, okay, but you can answer this trivia question right off the bat. This is a pretty easy one. We always do an easy one when we come in the top of the hour. Here's an easy one. Who said, Lord, increase our faith? Lord, increase our faith. I just can't believe everybody wouldn't know this right away. Lord, increase our faith. See if you know the answer. 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at org. If we don't get an answer right away, I might let uh, Dynamite D answer that one. I know you can, can't you? That is a little tricky for me. Okay. <laughs> Put him on the spot. See how nice I am? I still get you through it. <laughs> That's one of the great things about our show. Okay, so who said, Lord, increase our faith? Okay. Uh, if you think you know, you can respond. You can reach out to us. Tell us what you think. What, what else am I doing? I got to think. Uh, oh, yeah. So I want to pray. This is going to be kind of bizarre, but uh, I do want to pray. Somebody's calling in, and we're going we're gonna, to – but I want people to be praying. You know how we pray for the audience, and I ask you guys to pray for certain things? So the thing that the I'm trying to learn or trying to follow the Lord in is I just think that we all need to be praying for a greater sense of awareness. So when you're praying for everybody, I know you're praying for healing. I know you're praying for blessings and, and for repaired relationships and so on and so forth. I'm going to drop this in your lap because I want you to participate with it with me. I'm actually not going to pray this right now, but I'm going to ask you to take this up sometime this week. Just one time, you know, you know it doesn't take much when Paul said, I always mention you before the Lord. A mention means a, a mention. It does 
three hours as I mentioned. And it's like, oh, Lord, remember this. And I just want everybody to be praying for everyone to have an awareness, a spiritual awareness. I, I get the impression, without being prophetic or weird, that there's just a lot more deception that's going on or that's going to increase. And I think we need to just stick, uh, stick faithful and true to the Word of God and make sure we're in a very consistent relationship with the Lord and with one another, because there's going to be more deception thrown our direction. Okay, uh, in the meantime, somebody's ready to answer the trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? David, you're talking to Fred, sir. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Fred. How are you? I'm doing just fine. I love it when you call. You're just a you're a breath of fresh air. You're just one of one. I appreciate. That's Thank great. You. I, I love it. it. All right. So now this. I, 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 go ahead. I want to answer your question, but I want to answer your question. But I have a, a question for you that I want you to sort of elaborate on when I finish asking you. Okay. Do you want me to do that before or after you answer the trivia? Well, I, I want to hear you all the way out, so I'm gonna. I'll answer the question first, and then I'll let you expand. Okay. On you got it. All right. All right. All right. You. All right. So then, who said? Lord, increase our faith. In the 17th chapter of Luke, you will find that the apostles asked the Lord, Lord, increase our faith. There you go! And I, I think, you know what? you got to think about the different prayers that you've heard, you read about in the Bible, and it's like, I think that's just a great one. Like, Lord, you know what? I need more. I need faith. I need more faith. I mean, I'm not operating the way I need to be. It's like, increase we're, our we're faith. Gonna... I love that. All right, what yeah, do you got for me? We can never get enough faith, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. What, do I, what can uh, and, I do? And, and, uh, and the doctor, of course, in eschatology, there are so many events that's going to be happening. Um, this may be A and B. Um, eschatology, in the, in the 19th chapter of Revelation, talks about the great marriage, supper feast. Uh-huh. I don't hear a lot of people talking about that, and, I'm, and maybe I'm not listening at the right time. But it talks about the great marriage, supper feast. I want you to, can you expound us for the audience just for a few minutes uh, when that happens and also how does it relate to Jewish custom? Right. All right. So excellent question. And I'm going to give you, uh, I'm gonna, okay. And I I'm going to give you part right. of the answer is what I'm going to give you though. Okay. Cause I, I okay. just want to say, all right, so hang up and then I'll give you the answer on that. So here's the thing okay. about, about the feast. So Fred asked a great question and we were going to do this at some point. And there's a lot, just so you can know my opinion ain't the only opinion and it shouldn't be thought oh dave he knows it's like yeah <laughs> I, I hope i know it's like it's more like that now here's the bottom line what we do know about the feast and here's what we do know and then the the question is you know when will it take place i don't think that any of the all post or premillennialists think that the feast takes place before we're uh, all connected to the Lord. So I don't think anybody's processing that this is a, a feast that takes place, and then after the feast is big disasters. Most people see the feast as a culmination. Uh, it's the culmination of the connection. Uh, it's And it's also, you have to understand, a feast for the Jewish people is the highest form of celebration. So you're having the highest form of celebration, and you're having this feast with God. So there's now there's this is where you this is where you get really it gets cool if you can follow it, okay? You are a servant of the most high God and you are a creation of the most high God and compared to God ain't much. Okay, I'm not I'm trying to be nice, okay? It's like you're a vapor, right? Kind of thing. 
But at the feast, the Lord elevates everybody so that we can all enjoy it. So one of the questions is, was that Israel or is that the church? Okay, my take, I'm just going to give you my take. Some of you won't like it, is I think it is Israel, and I do think it is the church. I think it's the inclusiveness of the feast of God that launches, get ready for this, the exciting process that's going to follow that the Lord will have us be doing. Like the feast is like the kickoff. You know what a kickoff dinner is? Do you ever go to a football, uh, a high school football or a college football? They have their kickoff dinner. I think it's our kickoff dinner. I know that sounds crazy and you're probably thinking, but what about this? And what about this? I got it. I, I, I don't disagree. I think there's actually multiple applications, but I think it's for the people of faith, the kickoff dinner. And you know how the coach gets up there and then the players get up there and different people get up there. So I just think, you know, you have a couple people get up there. Maybe the apostles get up there and you know King David gets up there and does a tune, right? That'd be kind of cool, right? And then Job gets up there and goes, I know, I know, and then just maybe shares a little bit. And then uh, it culminates with Jesus getting up there and say, that's the feast. The Jewish culmination of it is much more uh, symbolic and much more traditional. I see this as the kickoff for the next step. What's the next step? Aha! Now I'll drop this on you. I has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for them. Oh, I don't know, but it's going to be cool. That much I know, okay? I hope that's helpful. There's multiple different ways to approach it, but I know, Fred, you're probably looking for maybe more of a specific into one theology or not. I'm a manifold millennialist, so I take pre-awe and mill and smoosh them together and think, this is what I love about this. And that's how I do it. You guys know that's how we roll. All right, we're going to take our break. Then we're going to come back. We got our acts to teach, plus I have the joke that got delayed from yesterday. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? So what Jesus said, whoever is not against you is for you. That's what he's talking about. They're, they're a kingdom advancer. It's all good. Now watch this in Luke chapter 11, verse 20 through 23. If I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his estate, his possessions are secure. But when one stronger than he attacks and overpowers, he takes from him all his weapons, the armor and the weapons of the foot soldier that he trusted in, and he divides up his plunder. Anyone who is not with me is against me, and anyone who does not gather with me scatters. And you're thinking, but what about the other verse? Watch. Keeping it in context, this person is not for the kingdom of God. This person is neutral, not a kingdom advancer, not a person that's trying to advance the kingdom of God. And when you are not a kingdom advancer, then you are supporting the other kingdoms. You are either in, for, with through and by the kingdom of God or all the other kingdoms. There is no neutral. There is no, well, I'm going to, I'm going to sit this one out. There is no sitting it out with God. You're either helping advance his kingdom or helping another kingdom advance. 
One of the two. So the guy that was casting out evil spirits in the name of Jesus Christ, he's advancing the kingdom of God. But the person who's not for Jesus is trying to be neutral and do nothing. That person's not advancing the kingdom of God. And that person who's not advancing the kingdom of God is therefore against the kingdom of God because there is no neutral. And you're thinking, well, no, no, there's got to be a neutral. Never heard the joke about the mugwomp, huh? Never heard about the soldier that, you know, was Confederate soldier and then a Union soldier had gray on the top and, and dark blue on the bottom. What'd they do? Shoot at them from both sides. That's what they did. In other words, there is none of that. That doesn't exist. You're either with Jesus in the advancement of his kingdom or you're not. And if you're not, then he considers that against. And you think, well, whoa, that is just rude. Tell it to Jesus. Tell him he's rude. Go ahead. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. Not, hey, you know in your life, you got all these things going on. You got to take care of work. I get it. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to pay this bill and do this and raise your kids. Uh, this, uh, and somewhere in there, do me a favor and every once in a while kick it around and think about me and the kingdom. And That, that doesn't exist. That's not a, a reality check. The reality check is that you are either for the kingdom of God or opposed to the kingdom of God. And if you try to be neutral, you're opposed. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. All righty, here's your trivia question. Then I'm going to do a follow-up to Fred's question because I found real fast two really interesting views, and I'm just going to read them. So they're not my views. They're just two interesting views. I'm just going to read them to you. Uh, But before we get there, here's your trivia question. Uh, Who said this? This is in the New Testament. And now, brethren, I can't do the accents. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up among all them which are sanctified. Who said that in the book of Acts? And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up among all them which are sanctified. Let's see if you can find that. Give you a chance. In the meantime, oh, Joanne and Cordelia. Bam! Pow, pow. Good job. In the meantime, I just want to do a quick follow-up. So the reference that Fred was talking about is Revelation chapter 19, verse 9, where it says this. Then he said to me, right, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the true sayings of God. So two, uh, I see, I don't think they're opposed. So let's just say two different interpretations of this. Marriage supper of the Lamb is likely the fellowship of eternal blessedness foreshadowed by the Lord's Supper rather than a literal meal. That's number one. Number two, dispensational interpretation. The marriage supper of the Lamb, actual meal in heaven, is the final manifestation of the marriage of Christ and his wife. This culminates their initial relationship like an engagement, which was a legal arrangement in Jewish culture. This follows the coming of Christ as the bridegroom in the rapture of the church before the great tribulation and precedes his return to the seven years later to establish his millennial reign. So I've just given you two different points of view. And see, people will read that and say, well, it's got to be one or it's got to be the other. No, it doesn't. <laughs> just stop. It has to be this. It has to be this. Oh, stop. 
You know what? God can take one thing and make it go three or four different directions. And you're thinking, well, how is that possible? Well, the Bible says, once the Lord spoke, twice have I heard. So there you go. All right. Back to the text, and then we'll get to the joke, which you've all been waiting for, like a day. They've been waiting a day. I got texts on this going, what are you doing, that joke? Uh, who said, and now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up among all them which are sanctified. So now we are talking about this. This is somebody in the book of Acts. Okay, book of Acts, book of Acts, book of Acts. And uh, you got to just guess from there. It's for the book of Acts. Okay, all right. All right, let me see if I can find this joke that we never got to do yesterday. Oh, I did want to say this. Congratulations to Steve, who got his tickets, right? So good job on uh, uh, Dynamite D's part. Uh, we, he was able to get his tickets, and uh, so that all worked out, and uh, that's really kind of a cool system. So you give uh, your phone number when we give away tickets, and next week we're going to give away tickets again. So you give the phone number, and then Don texts them with the information, then it confirms it. And I guess there was four tickets, not two, so that's pretty good. So it's not bad. So hope you have a great time. Call and let us know what you thought uh, of the football game, especially if they win. <laughs> Okay, for everybody who's over 40, sit down. You're about to have your mail read on the air. All right, we'll get to the text, I promise. Ecclesiastes 12. Well, this comes out of Ecclesiastes. You ready? This is a joke. So for those who are freaking out, relax. Okay. You know you're getting older when? See, Dynamite D, he's not going to relate to this. Youthful, you know, full life, full energy. Well, you're my age, kid. <laughs> Listen to this. You know you're getting old when you sit in a rocking chair and you can't get it going. <laughs> to you, to burn the midnight oil means anything after eight. <laughs> Listen to this line. Everything hurts and what doesn't hurt doesn't work. <laughs> oh my goodness. You look forward to a dull evening. <laughs> this is like these are all every one of these. True, 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 true. The gleam in your eyes is from the sun hitting your bifocals. <laughs> you feel like the morning after, but you haven't been anywhere. <laughs> That's so good. Listen to this line. If this is not the best line, this is like my favorite line. Your little black book contains only names ending with MD for doctors. <laughs> you get winded playing chess. <laughs> Your children begin to look middle-aged. This is just now happening to me. Uh, you decide... <laughs> <laughs> forget that one forget that one uh your your mind makes contracts your body can't meet and finally dialing long distance wears you out there you go that's uh come on people anybody who's old anybody <laughs> will understand that oh wait this last one you know all the answers but now nobody's asking you the questions <laughs> It's another good one. Okay, uh, back to the trivia. That's right. You can laugh. We give you permission. 
Uh, back to the trivia. Now, I commend, uh, now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up among all them which are sanctified. This is in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 20. If you think you know, you can reach out to us. Uh, uh, you call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. <laughs> some of those were... Some of those are legendary. You're burning the midnight oil. It's eight. <laughs> Staying up late tonight, aren't we, honey? Yep. You betcha. Okay, let me get to the text. Uh, this is Acts. We are in chapter, what are we in? Chapter nine. And I want you to catch this nuance. So we'll go a few minutes extra because this is rather uh, kind of an interesting thing. Uh, I want you to see if I if I can communicate it without uh, kind of messing it up. So in, in verse 29, it says this. This is referring to Paul. We talked about him preaching more and more. It says uh, he debated uh, he debated with some Greek-speaking Jews, but they plotted to murder him. When the believers heard about it, however, they took him to Caesarea and sent him on to his hometown of Tarsus. Remember, Saul of Tarsus, right? The church— then, and that is in the Greek, had peace throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria, and it grew in strength and numbers, and the believers were walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. So there's two really cool things here. The first thing is the only thing we're going to pick up on because I want to do do the other one later, but listen to what is said. It's kind of, it's not that it's nuanced, it's just if you have to read it and you read it in, in a regular uh, a translation, you maybe not digging deeper, you might miss this little catch. But but Saul was on fire for the Lord. Okay, That's totally cool. And he was on fire and he was debating people and they were sick of this guy. Okay, They wanted to kill him three different times already in, in like 11 verses they're trying to kill this guy. He's just really a royal uh, difficulty. And he's a pain, and they're trying to get rid of him. So then they send him finally to his hometown, and it says this. It says they took him They took him to Caesarea and sent him to his hometown in Tarsus. The church then had peace throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria, and it grew in strength in numbers. After, after Paul's fiery entrance, right? See— and this is what I want to say, and some of you will really understand this. Sometimes when you when you become a Christian, there's nothing that changes, and then all of a sudden, bam, the Lord gets a hold of you. And some people identify that as the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Some people identify that as being open to the movement of the Holy Spirit. Uh, but some people, when they get saved, nothing happens. Some people, they get saved, they just, they're on fire. You can't stop them. All they do is talk about Jesus, okay? And somebody shared with me once, and I'll say that I thought the illustration was pretty good, that for some Christians, it's like when they get saved, somebody takes the cap off of a fire hydrant. So what happens when you take the cap off a fire hydrant? Does anybody know? The water comes pouring out, right, just all over, right? So what do they do? They attach a hose so they can direct it and so it can do specifically do what it's supposed to do, right? That, that's the process. Sometimes when Christians open up, they gush. <laughs> And sometimes you got to put a the Lord puts a hose on it. <laughs> does a little redirecting. And the reason I'm saying that is because that's part of the maturing process. It's part of the growing up process. And after that happens, things calm down. When I got saved initially, nothing really uh, much took place. But when the Lord got a hold of me uh, and uh, uh, I was delivered from drugs, 
I was the most annoying Christian around. I was horrible. Okay, I'm telling you. I'm being honest. But eventually the Lord kind of you know used that and directed me in a certain sense. But in the beginning, I created a lot of tension, a lot of problems. I would bust in on dinner meetings and tell everybody they were going to hell. You know, it's just that kind of, <laughs> just, you know, not maybe the, the best tact uh, in life. What I find amazing when I read this text is that after Paul is sent home, after he's going to his training, after he's going through this next process, then the church has uh, this peace time. And in this peacetime, the church grows in strength and in numbers. So they're getting bigger and they're getting stronger. And then it says two things, which I think are the key, and that is they're walking in the fear of the Lord. This is not terror, fear and not terror, but reverence, respect, awe, and appreciation of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. I think there's a lot of us that do walk in the fear of the Lord, but not the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And we walk in this place where we're, you know, like, yes, Lord, and I want to obey you, but we're not in a fellowship with the Holy Spirit, like 2 Corinthians 13, 14 says that we should be in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You can't untake it. You can't take it out of the Scripture. And it's like, because we're not in that sense, we're not getting the comfort, and God is a God of comfort. Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity, and part of that comfort comes from the Holy Spirit. And when we quench or grieve the Holy Spirit, we miss out on comfort that God has for us. And some of us just like we gotta stop that. Don't you want to? Don't you want to be comforted? So the church, in its own way, got a break, and during that break, they're walking in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. That's how we want to be like the church, the early church. That's a good way to be. That's a great way to function as the early church walking in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Because you know what the comfort does? It takes the sting down. And that's a pretty good thing. Uh, the person who said, Now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up among all them which are sanctified, was the Apostle Paul. Said that in Acts chapter 20. We'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry. No parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. The David Spoon Experience. Uh, they were sisters. That is correct, sir! You are right! And it's like, it's like I'm not saying, I don't want to you know, say it, but like, yuck! That's <laughs> all I can say. It's like, I'm sorry, that's all I can come up with. Like, yowza. <laughs> well, he was, he was tricked into it. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with that, but I, I mean, if you're the two sisters, you just got to be thinking, now, wait a second here. <laughs> 
Can I can I tell a real quick joke? Abs- is, I won't take up much time. Hopefully, but I'll absolutely. try to make it uh, try to make it uh, biblical, but not scriptural. I'm with you. That's about 99% of everything we do on jokes. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you'd understand. Well, to set this up, okay. To set this up, uh, when I ask the question, you'll have to answer it to the first thing that pops into your head. Otherwise, it, it'll, it's, it's kind of like those knock-knock jokes. You have to say knock-knock, you know, or who's there. Um, but, so anyway, Paul was out in the Mediterranean Sea. He was on sailing across it, and right before the storm hit, he was writing some letters. And he was, he was sitting there writing, and one of the sailors came up and looked at him and said, what are you doing? He said, oh, well, I'm writing some letters here. And he Paul's, you know, put down his, his uh, quill and um, parchment and looked up at uh, the sailor and says, decided this is a time to talk to him. He says, now here's the question, David, and this is where you have to answer. Okay. What is a pirate's favorite letter of the alphabet? Uh, arr, 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 and the, and I, the sailor said, nah, that would be the sea, matey, the sea. <laughs> That's a good okay. one. <laughs> so it's not the R. No, it's the sea. It's the sea, matey. Hey, hey I love your show. Thanks. Thanks uh, for keeping keeping it going. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Thank you for being such a, a great brother and a great support. We appreciate you. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Uh, we're just having fun. So you know what's great is, now you got to understand what goes on in the show. So Dynamite D has to coordinate like nine things at once. Okay, not easy to do, right? So somebody calls, somebody does this, somebody this. So uh, as he's growing into that uh, spot, he's just doing better and better and better. Let's see. I can't read that because my glasses are terrible. Just tell me what it says. What does it say? Someone wants the text number so they can text you in a question. Okay. All right. So uh, text number. All right. So I'll give that out when I give out the trivia. So I'm going to give out the uh, trivia question, and then they can do the text number. See, he did do a great job. He wrote the piece, the piece of paper, but it's in red ink. It's got to be like in a different color ink. I couldn't read it. Just tell me. All right, first of all, here's the trivia question, okay? You guys have to get this. This is in Genesis, and this is somebody that asked God uh, regarding Sodom and Gomorrah. Shall not the judge of the earth do right? Who said that? Shall not the judge of the earth do right? And this is in relationship to Sodom and Gomorrah. Who said that to God? Okay, number one, if you think you know the answer, you can call in. That's the 972-445-0770. That's the phone number to call. To text, okay, get ready, get ready, get ready. 214-210-8483. So the text again, 214-210-8483. Okay, got it. Then... You can also email David at he must org. That's David at he must org. Those are three ways to get a hold of us. Plus, I'm going to send you to the website, and I'm not even going to go through all the different things they have here. Look at these how many things I got on my piece of paper to go through. Like, I'm not going through these things. Here's the bottom line. Yeah, we need money. What do you want to know? 
Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's for my jet <laughs> setting lifestyle when I put supreme gas in my car. May I go past her? <laughs> okay. So, uh, many, 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 many. Go to he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must Looking to give to this ministry? He must Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. Uh, popcorn. <laughs> popcorn popping, right? But they're really big kernels. That, that's what I was going with on that. There's huge, just, just enormous kernels. Okay. okay, so in reference to Sodom and Gomorrah, this person, very important person in the Bible, extremely important person in the Bible, referenced in verse 1 of the New Testament. How about that? Ooh, ooh, that's as big a clue as you can ever get. Said this to God, Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? People are like, you can never question God. No, don't tell this guy. All right. Uh, again, if you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david, at he org. We do have to do our history. Uh, we have. What do we have? You just, number one more time. Okay. The text number or the phone number? Text number. Text number. 214 210 8483. So you go 214 And that's actually our ministry phone number, but I can't ever answer a call. I can only take a text during the show, just for those that don't know. So uh, 214 210 That's the text. Okay, that's just for text. All right, ready for history? Okay, uh, we got somebody calling in, so we might as well take them, then we'll do history. This show's all over the place. <laughs> You guys are listening. You know whose fault this is? Yours. You listen. <laughs> See if I can blame you. I'm just like Adam. She did it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, is they ready for the answer? All right. Send them through. Sure. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, this is Bobby out here in Climax. Hi, brother. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm, I got all, both my legs on now, so I'm up and walking again. So, yay! <laughs> I, I, thanks for the prayers. Yes, sir. Well, it's, I'm glad to hear that you're doing better too. You know, and you're oh, and you're calling on a show that's a, a wacky show, huh? Because we're, we're all over the place today. So that was good that you got to share. That. <laughs> that's a good praise report, right? So, oh yeah. <laughs> well, I've been with you since uh, year one, so yeah. I, I, I still like the show. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate the loyalty of people is amazing. Uh, they either feel really sorry for me, or they feel it's part of their penance or something that they got to listen. But uh, either way, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, it's a blessing. <laughs> All right, my brother. Here we go. Who and this guy is well, well known. Who said to God, "Shall not the judge of the earth do right"? Who said that? I think it was Father Abraham. That is correct, Amanda! <laughs> and you know what's amazing? And I love these kind of things because everybody has these, like, they have these these pictures. Every, 
every person that I've ever met has certain – they have these pictures of God. So when you engage with God and you go back and forth, uh, and uh, some people have all these uh, really like he's super like strict and he's got like a club and he's going to hit you on the head every time yeah. you talk to him. And there's Abraham going, hey, are you going to do us right? <laughs> It's just like I can't believe he asked that yeah. question. It's just like he just. I, know. I was like, "Who? Be careful there, Abraham." <laughs> you better be on solid ground, buddy. You better not be on a cliff right yeah. there asking that question. It's like, just like you can do what's right, right? You can do the right thing, right? Yeah, just making sure, right? Yeah. It's like, wow, yep. excellent I don't, I don't job, like Gideon in the fleet. You yeah, know, exactly. Sure, you yeah. know, uh, uh, this is what you want me to do, but. Put do on it, or you know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then when that then that happened, he's like, "Do it again. I need another." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, one more time, just to yeah, make sure just it's a, you, Lord. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's classic stuff. Great job. Great phone call, and I appreciate it very much. All right, you have a blessed day, David. All right. Keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. God bless you. God bless. All righty. Good job. Excellent call. Great, great, great brother. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to do the history in the next segment because I need to do some teaching because some people are like, do you ever do teaching? I try. Well, don't get mad at me. All right. Uh, here we go. So, uh, Acts chapter 9, verse 32. Peter traveled from place to place to visit the believers. And in his travels, he came to the Lord's people in the town of Lydia. I like that, the Lord's people. It's like the first time you were to hear that. Then he, there he met a man named Aeneas who had been paralyzed and bedridden for eight years. So the, the thing that I want to say is, before we get into it, because I'm only going to do a setup on this one, is Peter is traveling from place to place. He's checking out the different areas. As you know, most of you know, he's getting ready to meet Cornelius down the road. That's that's going to be in uh, Caesarea, and he's we're just, just so many verses away from that. He's going from place to place. He's visiting the believers. Now, you think, well, why is he visiting believers? Back then, much better than uh, television or Internet or radio or anything else, they would actually go meet with one another, and they would run what they'd call a circuit. They'd go from place to place to place, and they'd be encouraging the believers. Not everything was a doctrinal moment. Sometimes it was just there to be encouragement, just a fellowship, just to strengthen. Sometimes it was a doctrinal moment, although a lot less from Peter and a lot more from Paul. So he's traveling, and he comes to the Lord's people in the town of Lydia, and there he meets this guy named Aeneas, and he's paralyzed and bedridden for eight years. The thing I want to say is sometimes the problems that we encounter, they last a long time. Eight years to be paralyzed for eight years, it's a long, that's a long time. Some of you are going through trials and you've been going through it. Let me just say it to, to be honest with you. You've been going through it a long time. The Lord is not unaware that it's difficult. He's not unaware that it's hard for you and that, uh, yes, there's character growth, but there's moments that you want to just, you know, scream and cry out and say, please help and so on. And the Lord is not distant. He's not on Pluto. He's not uh, uh, untouchable. He's, he's not compassionless. And again, we go to that First Peter 5 text that says, In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus, so that after you've suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you and will place you on a firm foundation. For those of you that have been going through a trial for a long time, I do not want you to forget 
the promise of God from Peter himself, who this reference is, it's a, it's a reference because he's, we're talking about Peter meeting Aeneas, who's been paralyzed for eight years. So he could easily have this part of this picture of his mind. I'm not saying he does, but he easily could be there. And he's like, look, after you've suffered a while, God is going to restore you. God is going to support you. And God is going to strengthen you. And he's going to put your feet on a firm foundation. Do not quit believing. Do not quit hoping. Do not quit trusting. Your redemption draws near. And he will restore you. You can count on the faithfulness of God. Okay? I will take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. Since the dawn of the internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no baloney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon experience? I did what most Christian men would do when they make a mistake it's their fault. There's nothing but humiliation on your face, and you're trying to recover in the moment. And you know what I did? I blamed it on every possible unseen force except for myself. You have chosen wisely. <laughs> so guess who knocked that uh, crystal light on that white carpet? It was Satan, by golly. Well, it was at that moment. Because it certainly wasn't my fault. I didn't knock the, the crystal light all over. It was my glass. I did pour it. I did bring it to the table. And somehow fell on the, the carpet and spread everywhere. And by golly, I wasn't going to take the blame for it. Because that would be taking personal responsibility. Well, I'm not taking personal responsibility. After all, that $500 deposit we just had that we were hoping to get back when we move out is uh, already down to 200 <laughs> And it was dropping by the dollar as the stuff was spreading. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? 
I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here's your last trivia question. Who said this? A king in Israel. Who am I and what is my life or my father's family in Israel that I should be son-in-law to the king? Who said that? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770 is the line in here in the studio to call. Okay? This is where you talk to, you know, to, to Dynamite D. Here. Then you can also text 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, David, at he must org. Who said, what king in Israel, who am I and what is my life or my father's family in Israel that I should be son-in-law to the king? So we do have somebody that's already calling in. It's a great question. Uh, you guys should know this answer. Try to, you know, don't think we made it overly difficult. Uh, but your time is limited because we do have somebody calling in. And if you hear the Bible questions and you know the answers, but you can't get the answer right to us, that's all right. Next time, do you, you'll do it fine. It's just remembering and making sure that we're all staying steady in the Word of God. That's the key component there. Somebody ready to answer their trivia question? Uh, okay, send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Yes, sir. Will Rogers. Hey, Will Rogers. How are you? I'm great on this uh, 247th birthday of the Navy. There you go. I love it. I love it. You know what's so great about that is that then SMU is playing Navy on Friday. That is just like the thing I about know. that. That's like, wow. That's a pretty good one right there. Go so Navy beat Army into SMU. Yeah. Don't see. Now, now, now we're going to find out. See, all these scores are going to come. Now, if they win, if Navy wins, you got to call back up so you can say something about it. <laughs> you got to go and say, aha! I told you. Okay. All right. So here you go. I know you're going to get this. I have great confidence in you. So get ready. Well, I'm not so sure today, but we'll uh, give it a shot. All right. So this is a king. I'm going to tell you that. And who said, who am I and what is my life or my father's family in Israel that I should be son-in-law to the king? Well, I think that was David about marrying Michelle or Michael or however you say her name. That is correct, sir! King David having humility saying, who am I? And you know what's ironic about that is it's a great application for all of us, thinking that the Lord has chosen us to be his kids. Like, who am I to be a kid of the king? It's like, wow, I, I can totally relate to that because I don't feel worthy to be God's kid. But yet, you know, You're not, can, neither am I. Yeah, but then you, you receive it and you say, I thank God that I'm there. I thank God that I'm in the family, right? Yep, Amen. he does it all. Excellent job, brother. Excellent, excellent yes, job. Yes, sir. All right. You take care. You have a blessed day. You too. Bye-bye. Great job by our brother. You were just doing, I love it when everybody's doing good. All right. Yeah, sorry, folks. I have. I spend so much time doing this, I have to. I have to do the history. I spend time doing it. It's effort. Okay, do the history song. Let's go I 
right, I'll do it quickly. Uh, today is Skeptics Day, but I doubt if that's true. Get that, see? Skeptic, okay. Uh, today is Silly Sayings Day. I'm, I'm still, I know people don't like it. I still think Bazinga is one of the best. It's like Bazinga. It's hilarious. National M&M Day. Gotta like that. Like M&Ms. M&Ms are good, right? I like M&Ms, don't you? I like M&Ms. Uh, National Yorkshire Pudding Day. Uh, I, I'm not just, I'm not well unknown for that. So Will Rogers just mentioning 1775 United States Navy is established. Also, 1845, on this day, Texans vote to become a U.S. state on this day. And then, uh, I thought this was interesting, 1983, the first cell phone network is launched in Chicago on this day in 1983. So for those of you who knew about things before there was a cell phone network, yeah, you feel old now, don't you? Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. Here we go. And, and, and let me just tell uh, Dynamite D, as each each year goes by, you're going to go, oh, wait. Oh, wait. It gets worse and worse. <laughs> it gets worse and worse. All right. Let me go back to this. Uh, Peter traveled from place to place to visit the believers. And in his travels, he came to the Lord's people in the town of Lydia. There he met a man named Aeneas uh, who had been paralyzed and bedridden for eight years. Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and make your bed. And he was healed instantly. Then the whole population of Lydia and Sharon turned out turned to the Lord when they saw Aeneas walking around. So one of the things that happened from this healing was evangelism. And real uh real healing from the Lord often doesn't accompany uh, money, giving, or anything else. It accompanies salvation. And that's you know why you you have so many of these things that you see like you know in, in different groups and you you see like some of the showmans and show show women and so on. it's like look there's some legitimate people that have prayed for people really healed fantastic but that is never to be seen as anything but a witness from God and a tool of His grace and His mercy and we've talked about this numerous times and I wish God healed every person every single time we pray it doesn't work that way that's not how the system is and then and then here's the most most, uh, ironic part people are trying to find fault when it doesn't happen it's like i would think that would not be the proper response i think the proper response would be to seek god more that that would be the proper response and so jesus he makes this uh man heal and peter's not he's, he's peter he's not he's not like i do this that's not what he said he said, Jesus Christ heals you. By the way, the word heals, H-E-A-L-S, is in the perfect present tense in the Greek, which means the per the perfect present tense means the continual action thereof, which means that it's present. In other words, current. And so Jesus Christ is doing the healing. So when people say, well, you know, Jesus healed back when he was there, no. See, here's Peter showing you Jesus still healing after the ascension. You can't, you can't undo this stuff. Well, then he stopped doing that. What do you mean he stopped? Well, he stopped healing people? How do you come up with that? Because we don't like it any other way. Too bad. And we're going to keep praying for people and keep asking. The key in this is that the whole everybody who saw this guy, they recognized, man, this guy, he, he got touched from God. His life changed. And it's just like, wow. It's powerful. It's very powerful. 
and we we think of it because we have great medicine, and we do have great medicine, I think. Uh, I do think it's ironic that Oral Roberts was in healing ministry plus had a hospital. But I, I, I so I think there's a better understanding to you. You sure would use the medicine as a gift of God, do the best we can with it. Uh, but when, when, when there's something that we're faced with, you pray, you ask God to help. There's no error in that. If the Lord provides a way to you to get better and it, it's through medicine, great. Okay. That, nobody's arguing at that point or you shouldn't be anyway, but there is nothing incorrect when you have something going on to pray for. And by the way, Peter's mother-in-law is the one who had a fever that Jesus rebuked. So you think, well, you got to pray for all those big things, you know, missing limbs and people who can't see. She had a fever. I'm going to go out on a limb. Every person who hears my voice right now, one point or another in the last 35 years, may have had a fever. And Jesus healed that. So I'm just trying to give you that. Every part counts. Every part of the person counts. Every ounce of your pain is known to the Lord. He is a healer. Sometimes we want him to do it a little different than he's, he's going to do it. But nonetheless, from that healing, people turn to the Lord. And in that case, it was an instant healing. Can God still do that? I don't know. Do you think he's still God? Or did he stop being God? Because that would be the requirement. Okay? All right. It's on him. He's the healer. Right? Okay. Just want to make sure we get that. All right. We're going to uh, break out. Uh, not really early. I just want you guys to really pray for one another. Just commit to it. Just sp spend a moment mentioning one another. Be a blessing to one another. Pray for one another. Strengthen one another. Empower one another. He's coming back sooner than you think. Uh, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Uh, 22 and a half hour break, then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Just as I am, you reach down and see you. Just my freedom at the cost of his The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM. DJRD Broadcasting or its sponsors.